Wednesday, April 13, the 103rd day of 2022. There are 262 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Get ready for a soggy day. Going to be uh, rain around us pretty much the whole time. And then just moving a day closer to the Easter holiday weekend. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's B. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm okay. A little chilly. <laughs> yeah, I know you got your jacket <laughs> yes, on today. Yes. One of those in-between days. Yes. A couple of things before uh, we move on. First, I would like to say happy oops day to you. Oh, happy oops day. Uh, so for those of you that probably don't know what oops day is, uh, Christy and I were accidentally introduced to one another. We we met 13 years ago today. Wow. Yeah. Look at us. That's been a long time. Uh, 13, <laughs> 13 years ago. So that's uh, happy oops day to you. And then you are a, um, of the two of us, you like board games more than I do. Probably. Yes. Do you have a favorite board game? Um, Clue. Clue is your favorite board Probably, game? Probably, yes. So if you spend 20 minutes a day playing board games or card games alone or with friends, I know you play a fair amount of solitaire. I do. <laughs> helps you feel as sharp as someone 12 years younger. Wow. Would you believe okay. that? Just so playing solitaire and board okay. games, making you feel a dozen years younger. I like it. Almost the age of when we met. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio de Janeiro, Tokyo, and Spring Lick. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? We're doing well. I threw in a lick in there because we went through all the creeks yesterday. Uh-huh. We got into some of the branches. We really... I heard from some people yesterday that really appreciated... Our my breakdown of the difference between boroughs of Caneyville and suburbs. Of uh-huh. so, I, I was taking notes. Did you find it enlightening? It was. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, next time I go, I'll. Uh, do you have a statue in Macedonia? No, no, not yet. I think there's still there's a GoFundMe account they've just started, it's and got three dollars. The balance is three dollars and twelve cents. Okay. Uh, but how much you know, of that did you donate? They're going to have a three dollars. <laughs> they're going to have a fall festival or something coming up this year, and they'll raise money for the erection of the statue. Uh, but no, I mean, there are current other officials and residents of Macedonia much more deserving than than myself. But I will tell you, I'll save it for another day. I did spend some time establishing additional geographic boroughs of Caneyville. You know, I, 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 mm-hmm. I told you Pumpkin Center was a borough. And then I have I've I've spent quite a bit of time yesterday mapping out what I would deem the other boroughs of the Does large thriving metropolis get its of Caneyville. Own borough? Well, it's in a borough um, that includes some. I, I've got it included okay. in there. Again, I just don't want to get too far into it today. Um, we'll save that for another day. Perhaps when the Pride of Pumpkin Center is here on Friday, oh. uh, we may uh, get into that because she might. I mean, she could disagree. She, she might say, no, I think you're gerrymandering some of the uh-huh. boroughs here and we need to redefine uh-huh. the lines. And I'm open to that. So is Dennis then like the mediator? He's something. Um, Sam, in, since the time you've been uh, on the show more, I don't think we've ever gotten a clear answer or it's not been clearly defined, not because you've been dodgy about the issue, but I don't think I've had the chance to ask you, are you a peep person? Are you peeps? Are you team peeps? Or are you team no peeps? I, I mean, if you told me I never had to have it again, I'd be okay with that, but I'm not like anti-peep by any means. Okay. I mean, at Easter, I may have one. Or two. If they were just contained to Easter, I'd be fine. I don't eat sweets, though, very right. often at all. Well, I mean, I guess this is a sweet. It's a sugar-colored marshmallow. It's, a, it's sugar-coated sugar, so I would, would definitely, definitely classify it as a... Made in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or if you're from Nelson County, you call it Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to learn that. Is it five five 5.5 million peeps a day? That is crazy. 
It's definitely an Easter tradition. That must be an average because if they're making, I mean, if they're why why would they make five and a half million peeps on May the tenth? I know that I referred to my cousins from South Africa. I know that they're in in the states now more long term, but whenever they would come, that would be one of their things. They would have like a list of things that they'd always have to get when they came here, and peeps were one of them because they couldn't get them in South Africa. They loved them. Hmm. My mom would have to, you know, when they do the Easter closeouts at stores, would go and just buy it out for them. Yeah. That's funny. Were you the one that left the dots on my desk? No. Really? No. I may have uh, (laughs) facilitated that. Correct. Said person may have. You may have planted a seed. Well, whoever whoever left the dots, thank you. Mm -hmm. I love dots. Before we move on, do you have any cousins in Europe that are visiting anytime soon? Not that that I'm aware of. Um, I know I have one. I guess she's classified as a cousin, but. All right. Well, you might also be able to get these at Cracker Barrel, but anybody coming from from Europe, uh, I'd like some more Toblerone. Oh, oh you can get you can those. buy those anyway. You can. Oh, I yeah. saw them yesterday. Oh, a couple well, times. I don't know the Europe the European kind is extra uh-huh. good. Mom and Dad brought I, us some cousin, from. I, I think my one of my cousins is in in Europe right now. Maybe I can put him up to it. Hmm. Okay, maybe. Hey, rain and thunder moving in throughout the morning, and then a marginal slight risk of severe weather. I haven't seen them. I, uh, yeah, I glanced at the map, but Grayson County itself is not in the uh, most predominantly portion of where they say the risk could be higher. It's off to the west. It's Paducah, Madisonville, Owensboro, but you get outside of that area. The spot that doesn't need. like The chances, yeah, the chances of severe weather get even um, less uh, significant. But here, here's, I do want to give you a little bit of the, a uh, little bit of the difference. It's primarily an afternoon and evening issue. We could see some winds this afternoon, but the 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 chances of tornado outbreaks very very slim. But here's what I've here's the reason that I was spent a little extra time on it. I have observed that people, especially in the Warren County area, they are carrying a decent level of PTSD over weather, considering their two instances that they had in December, and rightly so. You live through those two events, and then when they start saying, well, there's the potential for, you start having flashbacks, and you recall to what my experience was like. And so I I would just offer that those in the region around us, people that we know and love, our family and friends, that when you talk to them today, you're probably going to have, you're going to gain an an increased sense of anxiety from them just because of what their last six months has been like. But I just don't think... The, here, here's the difference. This evening, there's not any chance of these supercells forming in Arkansas and then spinning up for 175 miles and wiping through western Kentucky. That's not what it's shaping up to be. This is your average thunderstorm that's going to come through with potentially straight-line winds this evening and just be here and gone. So don't those two things aren't – it's not an apples-and-apples apples comparison. I just want to prepare you for what to – kind of expect this is your old old-fashioned hey we may get a thunderstorm this evening and the wind may blow a little bit but it's not going it's always to be. better be safe and sorry though in a lot of it ways is, it is and, and and i will tell you some well on the record for i don't i don't panic about weather i respect weather and i think knowledge is good but you have to be well equipped to do with the knowledge to make practical decisions and not be irrational because if you just are completely guided by fear then you end up in a place where you probably it's just not good for you to be. So anyway, we'll continue to keep, you know, an eye and an ear. And the, you got the emergency alert system. We have our friends at Wave uh, Storm Tracking Team. You know, keeping our forecast updated throughout the day today. So, um, and and I will tell you, uh, just make sure you got a way to get alerts. You know, in the, especially in the dark hours, and just think think ahead, you know, but don't overthink. Misty had shared the really good app. The Red Cross has a really good app that you can even set it up to where. If you have a family member, maybe your parents don't live in Grayson County, but they live somewhere else like mine do, you can set it up to where if there's a tornado warning in their area, you'll get alerted for that as well. It allows like a however many mile radius, I think, that you can set up. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's a really, really good free app. Hey, so some of the national headlines, obviously, since this time yesterday, almost this time yesterday, we've kind of been at least passively observing that uh, mass shooting in the Brooklyn subway. They have identified a 62-year-old Frank James, he had rented some type of van and uh, uh, let off uh, some explosives, had uh, handguns with extended magazines, 
fired 33 rounds. I can't believe no one has perished. He fired fired 33 rounds in the subway on a busy subway platform, and so far, no one has died, which is quite remarkable. But yet, again, another (laughs) mentally disturbed person walking around us trying to inflict harm on its uh, his fellow citizens. Also, you knew when the presidential administration started two days ago really selling the who's to blame for inflation, you knew it was going to be bad, and it is. U.S. inflation jumped 8.5% in the past year, the highest since President Reagan was in his first term. So that's a long time ago. Um, only... You were barely alive when Reagan was in his first <laughs> term. You weren't alive, and and I was about 10 uh, when that happened in 1981. I wouldn't even a twinkle in the eye. But 8.5% is sharp. But if you dive a little bit deeper on it, when you look at gasoline being nearly 50% higher, so what was $2 is now $3. What was, you, know, you can just do the math on that, 50% is what's driving a lot of that, but it's still making used cars and trucks super expensive. Hotels are higher, airlines airlines higher, because what do they use? Well, they use fuel, use fossil fuels to power them. So <clears throat> I did see Thomas Massey he's making a pretty, pretty good argument. Um, Congress, maybe Congress doesn't want you to know this as much, but at least he does. You can draw a box around when those stimulus payments happened from the pandemic, and even not all of them were necessary, and not all, not everybody that got dollars needed them, and it's caused some of our problem because it's flooded the market. But the Biden administration wants to blame it on Putin and Putin's war, but you can draw a box over inflation that goes back to the stimulus payments to right now, and so it, it's the the Putin the Putin uh, theory is a more recent one, and it may be. It may be putting an exclamation point on the end of it, but we were heading for bad uh, inflation as a result of some of that ARPA stuff anyway. And there will be have to be a big, a big adjustment. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office uh, deputies have collared a fugitive wanted for uh, basically busting out of his parole. 36-year-old Jeffrey David Grimm was uh, reported to be or showed up at a residence on Harden Road on Monday night asking for gasoline and then a uh, dispatch received another report that he was in a vehicle at another residence in that neighborhood. They found a Ford Fiesta that he had been driving. Uh, they being sheriff's office deputies, they uh, made contact with him. He gave them two false names. They also figured out that the license plate on that car came back to a Chevy avalanche. So he'd been on parole for a long time and is scheduled to be on parole until March of 2023, currently lodged in the Grayson County Detention Center. If I were a betting person, I'd say his parole is going to go longer than <laughs> March of 2023. Saying, whenever saying he had a grim night. When this is, I think it was a, <laughs> it was a grim situation. <laughs> Governor Bashir visited KSP headquarters in Frankfurt yesterday where he signed two bills that include pay raises and other benefits to KSP employees. Uh, a pay raise for troopers and commercial vehicle enforcement officers was contained in the state budget. He signed on Monday. The um, He said all troopers are going to get a $15,000 annual raise. That means our starting pay for sworn officers is increasing from 40000 to 55000 They are hoping, uh, the KSP Commissioner Philip Burnett, he says that they are hoping that in five years this gets them back to their 2006 levels of staffing which was about a thousand people, and they are significant. They are hundreds under that currently, and these numbers will help them shore that up. But they see it's going to take going to take five years in order for them to fix that. And as we have marveled, marveled in a bad way, the seventy fourth highest paying law enforcement agency in the state crazy. is the Kentucky State Police. It's just hard to it's just hard to fathom. Mm-hmm. You know, I even mentioned it, you know, yesterday I was in conversation. How is it that what you would expect would be your premier law enforcement agency? I mean, when you think of law enforcement in Kentucky, don't isn't there this overarching yes. what's well, the Kentucky State Police? Mm-hmm. So you would think, well, I mean, uh, who's first? Does do they count the FBI? 
like the field no, office in no, Louisville? No, but there are some smaller ones, even like Shepherdsville is, is one, uh, Lexington, Fayette, Metro, LMPD is one. Mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised what towns like Glasgow, Owensboro, and some of these others are doing, maybe even Bowling Green. and and But then you've got a lot of sheriff's departments that aren't properly funded, and they're trying to find two nickels to rub together to keep, you know, deputies on the street so there's a huge disparity across the law enforcement landscape on what peace officers are making and i don't know if it's an indication of financial condition of the communities in which they are trying to serve it probably is but my guess is you have have more robust economy you probably have more robust law enforcement you probably pay higher wages it's been a few years but sheriff chaffins did a presentation at a fiscal court meeting where he kind of went through and did the population and match said like this county is a similar population to grayson county and this is what they pay their deputies and it was a really interesting study mm-hmm. that he had done. And then, by the way, to turn that coin over, when I said more robust economies and larger communities, then you would also be surprised where some of your smallest law enforcement agencies serving some of the smallest communities have to pay higher wages to just retain people because yeah. they think, well, I can't really survive in this small town on small town wages, so I've always got to be eyeing to go to work for E-Town or go to work for whatever. And so small towns go, if we want to keep our cruisers filled, if we want to keep our streets patrolled, we're going to have to get, we're going to have to pay higher than maybe what our per capita would be in order to do it. The Abraham Lincoln Birthplace National Historical Park is hosting a remembrance event that commemorates the death of the former president. The event will be tomorrow with a speech from Leighton Carr, who is a guest park ranger from Ford's Theater, who will recall Lincoln's assassination and its impact on the nation. Uh, Lincoln was shot April 14, 1865, while watching a production of Our American Cousin and died the next morning. That anniversary will be tomorrow. I don't know if they always have an event like that at the birthplace. but That would be interesting. I know I've driven past Ford's Theater in in Washington, D.C., but I've never been inside. Yes, it's uh, yeah. I've never been inside either. Uh, Jacob Toppin has decided to test the waters. The Kentucky junior forward has declared for the NBA draft, but leaving options open for a possible return to Kentucky next season. This has been par for the course in the Calipari era. His players get to explore one time. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, you absolutely would. It's 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 a it's good training, but for whatever reason, because of the struggles the last couple of years. The Big Blue Nation is ultra-sensitive to this idea of kids to, declaring need, for the draft. need to calm down. And in all yeah, seriousness, it's it's, just, it's, 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 that's kind of what I say to them. It's, it's like, really, come on. You're not really doing anyone any good by yeah. overreacting. If anything, you're going to make Jacob Toppin not want to come back. Yes. Yeah, that's possible. And then, do I mention it, Sam? The Reds and... No, well, it's a good game for eight innings. Reds lost their home opener yesterday in uh, in Cincinnati. What was it, the final? 10-5. Ten 10-5. To ten, ten to but five. it was 4-4 four to four going into the ninth, and then yeah. the bullpen. But you're okay. Kind of you're all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were some comments made by ownership that have kind of really riled up the fan base. But Okay. Uh, it happens. Way, I'm going to ask you about the Braves-Nationals game later on in the show. There's a piece of video I saw that I'm going to ask you if you've seen. It's pretty interesting. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way here on In the Know. Scrabble Day today, honoring one of the world's most popular games on the anniversary of its 1899 birth of its inventor, Alfred Butts. <laughs> Alfred Butts is the inventor of Scrabble. He was a jobless architect who came up with the idea during the Great Depression of the 1930s. A uh, couple of odd facts. Among the proposed names for early versions were Lexico, Lexicon, Scrabble, sense. Word makes Games. Sense. Got it. Makes sense. Uh, also, crisscross words also makes sense, but... I'm okay with Scrabble. I like it. Crisscross words doesn't it doesn't roll off the tongue. It does not. Uh, but I would also say that I have only learned in the last few years that there's a food item called Scrapple. 
Yes. Right. West, we looked, West Virginia. We yeah. looked that up. And so now like I'm kind of confused. Now Scrapple, Scrabble sounds too much like Scrapple, but uh-huh. I was fine with Scrabble when I didn't know Scrapple existed. Uh-huh. And now I'm thinking like, Scrapple sounds like Crapple. So, you know, Scrapple's like Geta, and I've had Geta many times, many, many times, and it's very good. The game was just a fad with Butts' friends until a Macy's executive saw it being played at a resort in 1952, and the then world's largest department store soon began carrying it. It's kind of funny. It just shows how different department stores are now that, you know, Macy's is the one that made Scrabble become big. Yep. It is National Peach Cobbler Day. I'll let you all celebrate. I'm a fan. I like peach. I like peach. I love peach anything. He doesn't care for cobbler. Yeah, I know. Cobbler. Well, I think you and Yukon Cornelius, I think, are in that same boat. I think he's also anti-cobbler. I hate to be picky like him. Yeah, he he is quite picky. I don't want a reputation for being picky. Well, I think he classified a cobbler as as a dessert casserole, didn't he? Well, that might have been. Well, yeah, he doesn't like casseroles. Uh I like casseroles. Uh Uh-huh. Well, That's a like good thing. Some, like some casseroles. <laughs> uh, you can't be married to a Baptist. No, like you can't. No. Uh, Which is interesting of Dennis's profession. Too, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This just goes back. Did I mention the picky part? <laughs> uh, the International Plant Appreciation Day today. So you're asked to consider giving live potted plants as a gift rather than cut flowers. You might also grow your own fruits or vegetables to give away. Or share seeds, plants, or clippings from your garden. Bottom line, on this day, show yourself and others how important plants are. So are we going to start for giveaways to the water cooler question when it returns? Is it going to be like a basket of apples and oranges? We have a, basically a botanical garden at our house. Yes. So we could, well, I well gave, it's not even at the house. It's here, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, I gave plants this past Sunday. I will probably give uh-huh. a plant or two on this coming Sunday. I mean, so. Yep. I mean, there's always a clip a piece off of that and get you a start and yeah. all that other stuff. And it's, it's, and it, by the way, it's not just her. It runs throughout the entire family. Like yes. <laughs> un- Uncle Joe, we got rose bushes that, you know, <laughs> we got rose bushes that you all need to, mm-hmm. you know, when we got married, we got them and you all need to plant them. And like, mm-hmm. so it's like all the plants can mean all kinds of different things. Uh, here are five. She just mentioned Easter coming up on Sunday. So probably a lot of egg hunts on Saturday and other events. Got the crosswalk on Friday. Our Good Friday show is on Friday. But if you've not done your Easter shopping yet, here are five frugal tips for Easter on a budget. First is go bulk on candy and foods. Good luck. Okay. Uh, Number two says don't go overboard. Does that not? No, I mean if you're if you're one? doing it on a budget, isn't that kind of? Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, understood. I was going to say. I mean, if you're doing it on a budget, don't go overboard. Don't go but, to the typical uh, Easter basket route and pack with tons of sweets and things that kids don't need. Here's one of the things I've observed about the Easter Bunny and Alea. The Easter Bunny has a tendency to pay to paint kids with a broad brush. Mm-hmm. And so while the Easter Bunny is a big advocate of Cadbury eggs and Reese's peanut butter cups and things mm-hmm. of that nature, your what would Whoppers and your other traditional <laughs> Easter candies, for some reason the Easter Bunny has a tendency to load Alea up with those things, and she doesn't like those things very much. Mm. Uh, but I think the Easter Bunny is catching on. The Easter Bunny uh, is evolving? Yeah, because okay. what happens is she will not eat them, and they go into the community candy basket where uh, the rest of the, the, the family really doesn't need to be into. But is that confirming the Easter Bunny's moves, though? Like, well, oh, well, if they're going to end up in the community basket anyway. So she doesn't like Reese cups? Not so much. She's just not a big candy, no. chocolate, peanut mm-hmm. butter... It's I just, don't need a lot of candy either. So. No. Yeah, no, I don't either. But she loves like the little coins um, that Santa puts in her stocking. Um, big fan of those. And those are pure chocolate. She will eat mm-hmm. those. But. Yeah. Well, those are good because they're small. Yeah. It's like a Hershey kiss. She, yeah, she or does because like she thinks they're like money. Yes. It's true. <laughs> she likes to I've get got money. She needs to come update my, uh, my <laughs> bank statement down yeah, here. Your finances. Uh-huh. She likes to you, take the little wrapper off. Sorry, of it. your accounts. Correct. Those are your accounts yeah, hanging yeah, I've still got it hanging on the wall. Uh, host a potluck meal. Easter brunch, lunch, and dinner can get uh, a big deal, and they can get expensive. So 
host a potluck with your family. Sounds like a lot of casseroles. I asked my mother the other day, I asked for her to delegate something to me for Easter dinner on Sunday, and she basically passed on that. I don't know if that's uh, an indictment on my cooking abilities or if she just doesn't want us to bother. I doubt it's my cooking abilities. I I, I'm that. pretty solid. Uh, as far as your Easter dress or your Easter bonnet or your Easter suit or your Easter hat, reuse something in your closet. I will promise you there's something in your closet that the rest of us haven't seen in long enough that we forgot you had it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to follow that advice, but seems to be pretty sound advice. I'm following it this year. And then um, the last one is, <laughs> and you're ahead of the game, shop the discount stores. Yes. Um I believe that you cleaned up at the discount store yesterday, I did. did you not? I'm pretty excited. I'd never been there. Um, <laughs> it was just You like, found a new discount store yes, yesterday. Yes, I was like a yeah, a kid at a candy store. It was I was in there for a really long time. <laughs> uh, be prepared if you haven't noticed, and it's probably going to get worse. A new survey says the pandemic is pushing more city dwellers to move to the country. Yes. So if you thought, why is it more crowded out here in our little neck of the woods where we used to have more peace and quiet? It's because people are fleeing. And especially, it's a perfect example. In During the lockdowns of the pandemic where people were isolated from going out, couldn't go to restaurants, couldn't go to movies, couldn't go to the people in Jefferson County that knew anyone with lake property, they were here. Mm-hmm. When Jefferson County schools are closed, Jefferson and Oldham Counties are in Grayson and Hart Counties oh, yes. and Grayson and Breckenridge Counties. And people from Davis County come to Grayson County for the, you know, in Breckenridge County. And so that, that trend is going to continue. Not only are they moving out of cities, but they're moving south. They're moving out of the northeast. They're moving out of the extreme west. And they are going to settle. There are some, you know, I run into people probably once every couple of months. I learn of someone that said, well, they moved here from, name it, Dallas, moved here from Chicago, moved here from whatever, and said, we just wanted to get away from the. So eventually, then it starts getting a little tighter quarters around here. Drives land prices up, drives home values up, but it does change the character. And by the way, I've been on the record for a long time saying I love carpetbaggers. I love people that come outside the community and choose this to be their home and bring perhaps new ideas or they bring, you know, innovation. Or I'm they, a carpetbagger, aren't I? You are a carpetbagger. I yep. don't know if I can. I have no, no connection. You're, you grew up very close. Yeah, no, she's, she's, she's I don't think a, I really I mean, I, She's not a carpetbagger. I had never been to Grayson County before I came here. Your doc- I'd never even driven through Grayson County. Your family went to the doctor in Caneyville, honey, so That's you can't fair. be a yeah. carpetbagger. Uh-huh. You can't be. Um, the line might have been blurred between Grayson and Edmondson <laughs> counties, uh-huh. but you're not a carpet. But Sam, Sam's a carpetbagger. Yes. Uh, Toll House will release their first ever stuffed cookie dough in two flavors. Nestle Toll House cookie dough will get a whole lot ooier or gooier, or perhaps both. The iconic cookie brand is releasing its first ever stuffed cookie dough in two tasty flavors, chocolate chip cookie dough with fudge filling and double chocolate cookie dough with salted caramel filling. See, I want the top one, but I want the caramel as opposed to the the, the chocolate center. He, here's my issue with this is that you get four cookies in the package. Is that it? It says they're four jumbo. I mean, four jumbo. jumbo cookies. What? Well, but the... But they're three times bigger. Oh, yeah, it does say four jumbo cookies. Yeah, but, but I mean, that well, seems like a lot of work for four cookies. I wouldn't, yeah, I don't disagree with that. But yeah, is it safe to say, though, the normal size of their cookies are too small to stuff? Probably. Well, yeah, but but give me eight cookies and then maybe we'll, we'll talk. Or give me right. stuffing between two cookies. Uh-huh. Give me a cookie sandwich. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that. I mean, I think I know somebody in the building that will be all over these. So you like the salted caramel more than the... I I would prefer that as the filling, but in the chocolate chip. I see. The other is way too much chocolate for me. Yeah, I can see. It's a little gooey. It's a little even too gooey for me if there's such a thing. But, okay, uh, here's a home hack. I know you like these, but it struck me as odd because I thought, well, who does this? A new home hack says you've been cleaning your toilet brush all wrong. And I thought that... You know, for me, the toilet brush just goes back in the nasty container and the nasty stays over there. Mm -hmm. I don't think anything about, of course, I don't 
use that brush very often. So I don't, I don't know how other people that know what they're doing do it. I'm just saying for self, I'm like, you clean the toilet brush. It's been in the toilet, mm-hmm. but it seems to make sense. Uh, one woman who goes by the name of aesthetically in home on TikTok has shared one particular cleaning hack, which she thinks is the best. She shows a super cheap technique on how to clean your toilet brush so it stays fresher for longer. By the way, that's a tough segue from Toll House Cookies to yes. Toilet Brush. Mm-hmm. Uh, all you need is toilet bleach, apparently. In the video, she starts off with taking the toilet brush out of the holder, resting it over the top of the toilet bowl and under the lid. She says, always leave the toilet brush to air dry. Yeah, I've seen that move. Yeah, I know they're supposed to do that. Then she gets bleach and pours it into the device, which holds the brush. She says, adding some toilet cleaner in the toilet brush holder creates extra freshness. The cleaning fan put the toilet brush back in the holder, and other cleaning fans headed straight to the comments section to say, never thought about putting in some cleaner in the bottom of the brush holder. See, I don't even use a toilet brush. I use, I have a, the toilet wand there thing. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's like a disposable. So mm-hmm. it's like a, you put the, it's almost like a little sponge that you put on the bottom and it's you like dip it in the water for three course. seconds and then you it's like a Swiffer for a toilet. So yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. a good way to put it. Captain Harry Potter over there uh-huh. would use a wand. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was more than... Do you say, I'm, I'm already a levioso. Uh, when my roommate in college, he, he his job was to get the bathroom supplies, and that was what he got to clean the toilet. And when he, he moved out before I did, he didn't take it. So I said, well, okay, I guess I'm taking mm-hmm. this. And... Yeah, I mean, those are really handy. Works. Yeah, mm-hmm. it works because it comes. It uh, has like a little thing that you just stick the little uh, wand in there, and it connects it, and then yes. you're done. It's like and replacing your like the razor blade, you know what I mean? You just like pop it in there, yeah, a swiffer, pull it out. It's a swiffer for yeah. your toilet is a good really. way to describe it. Clorox. A toilet swiffer. Okay, yeah. that now I'm now uh-huh. I'm onto it. I still like the idea though of you doing. You know, Wingardium Leviosa, potions yeah, uh-huh. or spells or it's whatever. It's probably potions, your, yeah. <laughs> I mean, your, I get into it, yeah. That's some potions. Got to get down on your hands and knees and all that. A man stopped by a Carroll County, Indiana sheriff's office deputy allegedly didn't just provide a false name. He provided the name of his brother, oh. who unbeknownst to him is wanted in Indiana. The Carroll County, this was in Virginia, sorry. The, it happened in Virginia. His brother's in Indiana. And so the Carroll County Sheriff's Office said a suspicious vehicle was reported on Saturday in the community in the area of the county, began following the reporting uh, caller along Route 52. They located the man. They stopped him. He gave him a name. He said, my name is, I don't even know what his brother's name was, Mitchell Cole. Mitchell Cole. So they ran Mitchell Cole. Come to find out, (laughs) Mitchell Cole was wanted for immediate extradition in Indiana. And like, well, if you're going to give a fake name, I mean, give it to somebody who's a law-abiding. Like, use the name of a law-abiding citizen if you want to. Don't don't give them your 'er ne'er-do-well brother's name, or you just end up in the pokey just the same. And in Indiana, of all places, we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know, Bic pen caps have a hole in the top I know this, yes. to allow airflow should they be accidentally swallowed? I did Listen, that, people, yes. get the pens out of your mouth, please, <laughs> it's not for where they the belong. love of all that is good. It's not where they belong, is it? Ugh. There is nothing much nastier mm. than seeing a chewed on pen cap. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, I understand I've probably got some annoying habits, but... I don't have that one, and it just they get they just get I don't know they get demolished, and the the stick the clip for your pocket it turns into this weird I don't know. I don't even know if they have a clip on them. I've never been somebody that's chewed Those. on pens. Yeah, because I, I remember it would drive me crazy when I'd be in school and you'd lend somebody your either your mm. pen or your pencil, and it'd come back and it'd be chewed, and it's like, well, I guess it's yours now. Yeah, I don't need it back. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's by the way, that's how my mother is with chapstick. <laughs> if you ask to borrow her chapstick, it's it. Don't worry, it's mm-hmm. yours mm-hmm. from that yeah. point forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here, 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 I'm a little yeah. bit weird. There's only like two people, and I'm iffy on that sometimes. I'm, I'm like, one of them, luckily. Yes. Uh, Twitter goes nuts after discovering. Yeah, you know, before Twitter, we didn't know all these good things. Twitter goes nuts after discovering that Al Pacino has a Shrek phone case. 
It's a great movie. So interesting. There's Al Pacino. He's at dinner. He's got his phone case. I don't know if that's earbuds or what. And he has a Shrek phone case. Now, I wanted to throw some, uh, a modicum of shade. Is he maybe a grandkids? At Al Pacino. Surely he does. So why are his grandkids like Shrek and it's... I mean, maybe. But I I wanted to kind of be Al Pacino and Shrek. But I mean, I wear Mickey Mouse shirts. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll wear a pullover with Mickey Mouse right here Mm -hmm. on the... Is that really any different? No. <laughs> I mean, so. Well, I know, like, one year when my mom was a principal, I got her a phone case from that was themed on the movie Trolls. So it was just hairy. So it was like troll hair on it from yeah. that movie. Yeah. And I gave it to her because I knew that when she's an elementary school principal, that the kids would find it hilarious. Right. Sure. Now, by the way, I do not mean to indicate that Shrek is in anywhere on the level with Mickey Mouse. But you love what you love. I love Shrek. And if he's a, I mean, donkey Shrek. He has never watched a Shrek movie. Shrek's You've never seen Shrek. No. No, no. How? Like, like, well, he, he may, because he is a Disney loyalist. That's, uh, that's but um, Shrek is is a classic. I agree. I you know, Shrek explodes. one and Shrek two. You don't need to watch the rest. of them. I was talking. By the way, I was in the tallest banker you know's office last week. And we were talking about Disney, and he asked me if I'd been to Universal, and I, my eyes got really big, and I thought, absolutely not. That's theme park adultery, and I wouldn't do it, um, which, of course, he thought was about as preposterous as you do. Yeah. She's gotten over it. She knows I feel that well, way. Well, but <laughs> I'm still working on him for SeaWorld, yeah. because it's not the same. That was the piece. That was the compromise. Yes, that, so I'm still I, I, I mean, Universal, that's... Well, Harry the, Potter World, The yeah, Simpsons. Yeah. He's yeah, he's just that. Yeah, you don't want to have a. You don't have a butter beer. I don't like Universal content. No, and I, and I, it's not that I. I mean, I'm sure Shrek's fine. I like Mike Myers. I like mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy. Donkey's the best. Donkey. Yeah. I mean, I just I, I I think I know everything I need to know about Shrek. Uh, Cameron Diaz. See the movie. Good. She's Fiona. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've a, seen it multiple times. <laughs> a player. Yeah. In the, I'm blown away. Sam, would you go to a Savannah Bananas baseball game? Yeah, sure. So would I. If we go to, and, and by the way, this is probably one of the few baseball games that I can get her to. She, you, you would love going to see the Savannah Bananas play. So it's a minor league baseball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a professional baseball team, not really affiliated like AAA no. or AA. And so to give you, an, for instance, this player is going to bat, and his bat is on fire, mm-hmm. and he conducts an entire at-bat with a flaming bat. Mm-hmm. And that's their thing, is that they're trying to make just the craziest things that they can, and they want to get the crowd involved. Like, there was one instance where if uh, in like a certain inning, if you f- hit a foul ball into the stands and the fan catches it, you're out. I love that idea. I think you play the ball off the net. Do you know, they it's like, still last the same length of time? No, they run them really. They run okay, them fast. Well, really, that they, that improves. It, they keep the it moving. They keep it entertaining. Uh, they've got one guy that will come to the plate and he will bat on stilts. Like he's thirty feet tall and he's trying to hit the ball that would from be funny. the front. So it's just uh, it's like it's, Three Stooges meets the circus meets baseball. Yeah, it's kind of like something I'm sure Alea would really enjoy it. Yes, <laughs> because it's be. it's silly. Yeah. It's I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't really have to understand the game of baseball because they're really not playing. I mean, they're playing baseball, but they're really not. doesn't matter who wins. You know, it's just they're the, trying to be make you entertain. The game created by Doubleday is the foundation of uh-huh. what they're doing. But they're taking lots of liberties with the which is good with the rules. And that's fine. Yeah, it's just a different, you know, it's a different thing. But I, I would if we get to Savannah, we definitely want to see the Savannah Bananas play just because the name is cool. Okay, so that's the team name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I, who do they play against? Uh, they, I, I, I think, the other, I think other... there are two Savannah Banana teams, and I think they just play. Uh, okay. They, I think they just continuously okay. play one another. Because right, so. that would be interesting if they do all the craziness and they're playing like regular. Well, it might be like the Washington Generals and the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, the Generals yeah, yeah, yeah. were always I in think on the gags. Okay. I think it's something like it's that. The Chiquitas versus the name some other famous banana term and. It might be in there. Uh, by the way, Sam, 
Is there something going on in baseball the last week where there's been, for more than once, there's been position players who are pitching? It happens. It happens quite often, uh, especially in blowout games. I mean, I don't want to say quite often, but I mean, last year in the Reds, they played 162 games, and I'm sure they probably had half a dozen pitch uh, position players that pitched. Really? Uh huh. Why? What's the advantage? They're saving. Why, why would you blow your bullpen in a game you're losing 18 to two? I get it, but it just makes the game even longer and longer and longer. Oh, see, I think it's I think it's incredibly enjoyable. Well, it is different. It it's a step toward the Savannah it, Bananas and something different. They, but, they, there was an instance last year with the Reds. In fact, now this is coming in. I don't remember who pitched for the Reds, but it was against the Cubs. And whoever was hitting for the Cubs, he's right-handed, but he decided that he was going to hit left-handed. Okay. So he went up there and he hit left-handed. It's kind of like giving a Savannah Bananas okay. feel to a major league game. But they look terrible. Position players that's pitching. The, I mean, their windup looks awful. The, they can't pitch from the stretch. And so, did that happen in the Nationals Braves game yesterday? Yes. Okay, yes. so a position player who I believe is left handed. I think uh, I'm trying to see his. Don't remember. He throws a ball, a fastball, at 55 miles an hour and hits one of the Braves players. <laughs> But the funniest part of the whole thing, because I've seen it on Twitter in eight-second clips over and over and over, the player for the Braves, when he gets hit, he overacts it like, oh, you wounded me with your 55-mile-an-hour fastball, and he falls down in the dirt and pretends to be hurt. And it's the funniest thing I've seen in yeah. baseball in a year. Yeah, it's, 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 it's well done. <laughs> it's something you think you would see at the Savannah Bananas. But, I mean, baseball <laughs> needs to do things like that, especially now, because... yeah. They kind of ruin. I mean, all of the with the lockout and everything. But I love it. It, it makes things entertaining, and and that's the point of baseball. It was just funny because the radar gun was on. It was showing the radar on the screen yeah. for the pitch, and it was fifty five miles an hour. Which uh-huh. you know, a normal fastball in a major leaguer is ninety or above. And so mm-hmm. to see it, thank half, you. Needed half, a reference yeah, there. Half that speed, and just to see the guy like, yeah. oh, I'm wounded. And take your base and all that. And then other entertainment news today saw that uh, Gilbert Gottfried. The uh, iconic comedian, he is iconic in the sense that he's kind of one of a kind and an actor, has died after a lengthy illness. He's gone on in at age 67. He was Iago in Aladdin. So now he's reunited with with Robin Williams. With Robin Williams, yeah. I thought of that immediately yesterday when I heard about his passing. I was never a fan of his comedy, um, but understand that if you liked his brand and his style, you loved Mm -hmm. him. He was great in that character in Aladdin because that was his shtick. But when he hosted USA Up All Night, I just, for whatever reason, that USA Up All Night, I was like, I just can't, but... Don't want to throw shade at him. He's still, I mean, he's one of the legends of comedy, you can say. Yeah, just for being extremely unique. Mm -hmm. But, all right, so Gilbert Godfrey, rest in peace. Going on in at age 67. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. For today, if you could invent a holiday, what would it be? Super Bowl Monday. Super Bowl Monday. The day so after the Super Bowl. Sam holding that one, obviously feeling very strongly about it. So yeah, I needed I needed about forty eight hours. So. Need a recovery. You okay. need it in this case, uh-huh, but uh-huh. most years. Uh-huh. Would you want? Well, to I'm going to need to prepare for the next what Joe Burrow's 25, so he'll have probably 15 more seasons. So I'll need about 15. More. All right. So, but before I move on to her, I'm going to ask you if you had to give up a holiday in order to gain Super Bowl Monday, which one would you give up that you get to observe? You can't say Columbus Day. No. Um, see, I, you're putting me in a weird spot here because I don't want to. It's not like I'm going to say, oh, give, I'm going to give up Veterans Day or Memorial Day or something. Well, because you, don't, that's, you don't get to take off uh-huh, on Veterans Day. Uh-huh. So it doesn't – which one that you observe would you I, give up in order to so – I guess got, I have worked before multiple times on Christmas Eve. Does that okay. count? Well, Just because, I mean, w- my family doesn't do anything on Christmas Eve. We always celebrate on gotcha. Christmas Day. So I guess I can say Christmas Eve. 
Okay. So you wouldn't know the difference. Or New Year's. New but, Year's. But New you Year's. lucked you into go. a situation where we treat Christmas Eve like Christmas Day. Uh-huh. And most years we treat day after Christmas kind of like it, depending upon how it falls. But, uh-huh. you know, you're big. You got your New Year's Day. You got your Memorial but Day. See, you New got Year's your Fourth of July. You work on Labor Day. You have the last couple of years on actual true, Labor Day. True, true. And see, that's the thing. I mean, uh, but New Year's Day is a great sports day. You know, Christmas that's Eve, true. there aren't a lot of sports on. And there shouldn't be. I have uh-huh. no idea what I would make up. You don't know what holiday? No, I, I will. I don't know that there would be one I, I would be willing to give up either. Okay. Well, well, well yeah, I, I'm not willing to give one up. But We work on President's Day? Uh, <laughs> we did this year, yeah. and I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because, I mean, I, my birthday could be a holiday. Yeah. So if we could give up. I will say, I don't want another December holiday. But I will tell you, if we could move it on the calendar, I really think Festivus has a real future. Mm-hmm. If we would all just agree. Now, that wouldn't be me inventing it, but it would be me fostering along and saying, let's 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 get committed to Festivus. You know, because what holiday shouldn't feature airing of what feature what holiday doesn't already feature airing of grievances? <laughs> let's just be open and honest about it. And then feats of strength. I come on. I might make a change, and and can I make it like a two part, two day long weekend of the first <laughs> first weekend of the NCAA tournament? Sure, we can, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Uh-huh. I basically consider that a holiday anyway. Uh-huh. That Thursday and the first Thursday because I know Friday sometimes it falls like this tournament. year it fell on St. Patrick's Day, so yeah. that could work yeah. kind of thing. But well, it was also really nice. Um, so the year we got married, so ten years ago, it was on St. Patrick's Day, and we were in Louisville, and you were shoe shopping. And I was watching the NCAA tournament while you were shoe shopping. It happened to be St. Patrick's Day. And I thought, well, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, that was because I wasn't doing the shoe shopping. I was doing <laughs> the ball game watching. But uh, it was a, it was a, there's just so much optimism. Mm-hmm. On early on the morning of the first day of the NCAA tournament, and see, this everybody's going to win the title. This year we needed that Friday to recover and, and take out our anger somehow. I didn't see it coming, too. By the way, I was I was going right along. Like I was that Thursday was good. Ordered in lunch. You know, you was were, watching uh, the games. You were looking ahead at uh, potentially booking a hotel room in New Orleans, weren't you? I wasn't the only one. Uh, on CBS tonight, Survivor. So I had this conversation with my parents on Saturday, um, and we went ahead and figured out that the game changer, honey. You remember last year when they sent that girl to the island? And she got to smash the glass and it turned the game upside down. Yes. Well, they're keeping that rule and they will do that tonight because they're doing the rearranging of the tribes and they're going to send somebody to Exile Island and we'll get to see if the game turns upside down again or not. Okay. The Masked Singer on Fox tonight and on CMT, CMT Storytellers got Kix Brooks and Ronnie Dunn going to do a little boot scooting boogie tonight. <laughs> neon Moon. Don't forget Neon Moon. Isn't mm-hmm. there? That's Sam's favorite Brooks and Dunn song is Neon Moon. I've actually seen Brooks and Dunn. In Col- well, they opened for I'm not George Strait. Can you believe that? It's is been that a while. Yeah. Is that like an oxymoron? Favorite Brooks and Dunn song? Well, I mean, name one that you like better. See, you can't do it. Today's uh, highlight. That's very, very, very <laughs> yeah. low standards. Today's. I didn't say the bar was high. I just said you couldn't name one you liked more. Almost 20 years ago. In 1970, Apollo 13, four-fifths of the way to the moon, was crippled when a tank containing liquid oxygen burst. You've seen the movie, so you know they got back safely. Tiger Woods won, uh, became the youngest person to win the Masters this date in 1997. 25 years ago today. Birthdays today. Movie TV composer Bill Conti is 80. Tony Dow is 77. Wally Cleaver is 77 today. Al Green is 76. Peebo Bryson is 71. Gary Kasparov, the chess grandmaster, is 59 today. Caroline Ray is 58. Ricky Schroeder is 52. Silver spoons to you. 52. Wow. Lou Bega is 47. Celebrate with a little mambo number five. Mm -hmm. And Allison Williams is 34 today. Gone but not forgotten. Thomas Jefferson, our third president, born this date in 1743. F.W. Woolworth, born in 1852. Lyle Wagoner, from the, you might remember him, from the Carol Burnett Show, was born this date in 1953. Chart toppers. 
Let's go to just about out of time. K Star, number one in 1952, with this jewel called Wheel of Fortune. Like Pat Sajak should walk out to that song. You get the idea, not Vanna. Well, that might have been well, Vanna. They, they both walk out at the same time. Vanna should sing it. The Marcells, Blue Moon, number one in sixty-one. I prefer the uh, Blue Moon of Kentucky, right? Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who you like doing that the best? Elvis, right? Uh, I'm gonna go. I gotta go Bill Monroe. <laughs> he is a Kentuckian. That's true. He's an Ohio County. Norman Greenbaum, number one, Spirit in the Sky, number one in 70. The second most famous musician from Ohio County, right? Uh, no. Behind Dennis? Um, I thought you meant that kid from Fordsville. Who Get was on, He's third. Let's go to Sultans of Swing, Dire Straits, number one in 79. It's a good song. It's a, it's Mark Knopfler in that group. I love Dire Straits, by the way, but they've never sounded more like Bob Dylan yeah. until that song. In Excess, Devil Inside, number one in 88. Jewel, you were meant for me in '97. Natasha Bedingfield, unwritten in '06. Uptown Funk, number one, seven years ago today. Wow, yeah, makes sense. Time flies when y'all having fun. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. By the way, Chris Jesse's going to be here tomorrow. Uh, it's a work zone safety week, and so he's going to stop by for a segment tomorrow. In person, too. I feel yeah. like we only talk to him on the phone. I know, and then normally only when it's snowing. Uh-huh. It'll be really weird. It's like, oh, you're bringing snow with you, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But no, uh, no no snow tomorrow, but Chris Jesse will be here. We'll look forward to it. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Have the courage to follow your heart. It already knows what you want to become. Have the courage to follow your heart. It already knows what you want to become. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beach, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.